0: Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth.
1: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? This is the Lion's Den with Seth, and I'm your host and just one of the individuals that's gonna be on this uh, show. So I wanna say welcome to you, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you say, hey, hey. If this is your second or third time, say another hey, hey. And we love y'all and we just welcome, welcome to the show. Listen, y'all, we're gonna be talking like we always do, real. And with everything that's going on right now, we have to hold ourselves accountable to move forward. I don't know about you, but I'm becoming exhausted. Real talk, talking about the same shit. And I talked to someone else earlier about how every time the situation comes up about the social uh, unrest, it's like we got to start over by page one. So this is what happened. Blah 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 blah. And then this caused this, and then blah 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 blah. Hey, listen, it's time out for that. Okay. It's time out for that. But what we don't do really is identify the past with the past. But before we go into our guests, I'm going to introduce the team. All right. We got my man's, who, who, who is that? Who is that? Is that Will? Will, what's going on, bro?
2: What's going on? What's going on? Hey, great show in store for everybody. and had a great guest, but Come to this show with an open mind and an open heart. And if you don't know, shut the hell up and listen, because you may just learn something. That's what the den is all about. Don't come here opinionated. Come here open to receive, because this is nothing but realism from good people, good black people. <clears throat> at that, let's come, hey, we got a little Korean in there too, right? But we coming at you <laughs> with transparency. We coming at you with that real <laughs> shit, because we're looking to make a change, and it's about action. But, hey, thanks for tuning in. Hey, St. Louis, stand up.
1: All right. All right. And like you said, if you don't have anything to add, you know what your mom always say. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, shut your mouth. You yeah. dig? However, we want to include you in the conversation. So if there's something that you don't know that you want to know, ask the question. And as a matter of fact, don't forget the number is 618-792-6747. I'm a pin it so that y'all can call in if y'all have any questions, because we're really going to talking to some real real good dialogue all right and then we got larry larry what's up larry
3: hey hey what's up what's up man i'm in the building today it's my last show for a while probably but you know i'm ready for it man got out today and sat on the river or the lake i guess you can call it with the family man did some fishing and just enjoyed enjoyed the outdoor activities, man it was a a beautiful day but it's hot out there
1: it is and that was a big ass fish how big was that fish man your son caught
3: well, he didn't catch it. So the other guy with the hat on caught it, but he let my kids pose with it. So the only person oh, the man, today is my <laughs> Bro, I would have
4: lied and said, Hey, it was about 25. Nah, <laughs> I keep it
3: real, man. It wasn't on yeah. Facebook. It was it was a big boy. He fought for it. He fought it for about five, ten minutes, man, trying to get it out the
1: water. A cat. That's dope. All right, Foots. Foots, what's going on, brother? How you feeling?
3: Uh, oh good man,
4: all, all is good, man. Good evening to Lions game family, man. Just living here, you know, going through it. It's another day. I'm blessed to be alive and i uh, glad to be on the show with the brothers because it's going to be a good one you do not want to miss out tonight all so right. share 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 and let's get it
1: let's yeah. it go yes make sure you share it if you're watching this take two seconds to share y'all and it's free too trust me you, you, nothing's going to happen to you or your bank account all you got to do is share all right and Hern, what's up bro
5: what's going on everybody why Why we always sound like you ready to fight when we come home
0: Cause nothing like, better he else to do. On, like, Yo, yeah.
5: You better listen, right? We got some good stuff, and I'll whoop your ass if you say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but check this out, man. This is going. This is. I, I read it when my brother say this is going to be a great show. It's bittersweet because it is Larry's possibly last one. We don't know what his rotation is going to look like when he uh when he leaves us. So we got to make this one count, brother. You know what I mean? You're you know, the only other smart one besides me on the show. So you know we got to go ahead and do this. You know what I mean? hey but this show you
1: know what no 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 Wait a minute. no, Wait no. A minute. And you know and you Should know and, and i know i can only give you so much time to start talking crazy you did <laughs> you, uh, go ahead bro hey Come. this
5: show man hey and 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 i and i know how i sound every time i'm um i'm bringing somebody on i make them sound like they're the best person man but i this guy right here you know what i'm saying i don't know if a lot of people follow me on Facebook. They know that I made a video specific.
1: See, specifically, <laughs> smart ass. Specifically,
5: right. it's the Korean tongue, man. I can't That's say what? that shit. All right. But I made a video for this dude, man, because when it comes to deliberate, deliberate mentorship, he was the one. You know what I mean? He was the one that was able to call me out on my shit. You know what I mean? When he knew that I was just bulljiving or using my charm, he ain't never let me. He never let me off the hook. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, while I was there, you know what I'm saying? When I was at my lowest times, my lowest times, he went out personally, which he didn't have to do, to help me out, you know what I'm saying, and make sure I was straight. He did that for me. Another thing he did, I didn't find out to years after I left, you know what I'm saying? Another brother of ours, uh, uh, Mustafa, told me that they got together when they looked at my records, like, man, they, they on some bullshit with Browns records. We can't let them leave here like that. Mm. He never told me that he did that. You know what I'm saying? This dude always had my back, was the first one to tell me to my face, man, you full of shit. Let me get you right. Uh, Chief Master on retired, Beryl Ross.
0: Yeah, right.
5: Tell
2: hey. me, hey. hey, you can sing, too, didn't you?
0: <laughs> you know I can sing. <laughs> Wait, All right. Yeah, we're
1: going to leave that alone. Hey, buddy, Chief. Man, welcome, brother. Welcome to the den, man. How you feeling? Thanks
6: for having me, oh, man. I'm blessed, brothers. I'm blessed,
1: man. Man, how y'all doing? Man, we we doing good, man. And and you know what? If it wasn't for brothers like you, and I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it uh, again. I'm say it again. I'm say it again. If it wasn't for brothers like you, you it wouldn't be brothers like me still, right in, or still being able to uh, to 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 feel empowered to speak the truth. You get what I'm saying? In the face I of you, the, man. You get what I'm saying? And, yes, and, and sir. it's yes, real sir. because, I mean, the system, and we know we can say what it is. The system is not set up for us to have that real talk, that real around the arm. Because you had to be a special somebody to talk to this fool. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know you did. Look, hey. hey. It was a
0: second
6: job. <laughs> it was a second well, he, job, man.
1: And, and so, but, but the thing is, is that you saw his heart. You get what yeah. I mean, and a lot of times individuals don't do that, man. All they see is a black face and a man, and just this disgruntledness, But they not, they can't connect with us, man. So
6: exactly because they don't, yeah. they don't take the time to because yeah. they don't care to.
1: That's right. So look, just tell a little bit about your about your history, man. When did you come in? So you came in what eighty uh, nine?
6: Yeah, man, I came in uh, September twenty second, nineteen eighty nine. Mm. Yeah, I sure did, and I stayed on, on active duty for twenty eight years and I retired in uh, October of uh, 2017, brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. I came in uh, old services mm-hmm. to field, you know, that mm-hmm. MWR, and it's currently today, FSS.
1: Right, yeah. right, yeah. But well, look, man, I do want to thank you again, man, for, for coming on, man. So go ahead, Herm, I give you the honors, man, to set it on up, tee up this, 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 this dialogue.
5: So, Chief, um, me and you Yo. talked before, and I mean, you really gave me the idea for this show, right? We talked about things that happened in the past. Uh-huh. And um, you told me, you know what I'm saying? We've been here before, you know what I mean? With the Rodney King thing, right? Yeah. And so what I wanna do is go back to that time frame and let us know what the climate was as far as how the base reacted, you know what I'm saying? When the Rodney King thing happened, what was race relations like on base? And do you see, it? I know you've been retired, but you still got a pulse of what's going on in the Air Force. Do you still see it as the same as what's going on now? And if not, what is the difference?
6: Wow, man, okay, so uh, the funny part, man, about the Rodney King thing was uh, the base commander wasn't having it because when Rodney King came out, the thing that made that event so inflammatory was we got to see it on video. All the other times, you know, it was this word against that word, but the entire world got to see it on video and it was on every news channel. So you know, it was like everybody was hyper about it. And then when the charges were dropped or whatever happened, and the riot started, the wing commander, I promise you, and this was before email, social media, internet, he got the word to everybody in the wing. We're not having it. This is not California. This is not our issue. If anybody get into any kind of racial this or racial that, you're going home. And that was it, bro. That was it. That's how he handled that, and uh, we didn't have no problems. We didn't have no problems at all. But the bigger point is the Travis Rides. Remember the other day when I, you and I was talking, we were talking about the rise in Travis in, I believe, 1971. Those are the rides that something changed after, because after Rodney King, it was like, okay, they're in California. I was at Little Rock Air Force Base at the time, and once it was over, it was over we didn't have any more major uh, racial controversy until the O.J. trial came out. So all those things kind of stayed the same. But after the Travis riots, and that kind of takes you back to the beginning of uh, EO or social actions, because I had an old school senior master started talking to me and he, he told me the part about a lot of the brothers from the Tuskegee Airmen days, that's where they went to school out there in Ohio. So the Tuskegee Airmen, and then when people were coming back from Vietnam and different things like this and that, most of the people they just dropped them off. And my man was telling me that uh, that's when they came out with the regulations because black men had started to wear afros. So that's where the, the bulk thing comes from, all the way back then, you know. But when they had that riot, man, it was uh, it was pretty tough, you know, black and white. But I feel like back then black people were just tired of being subjugated and black people were tired of uh, having white people's knee on the back of their neck. You understand what I'm saying with that? So uh, mm-hmm. it was just so many of them that the brothers got together, man. And they was like, okay, it was two black guys. I guess they got into a fight with a white guy and then the black guys were arrested and it was it was just like a powder keg. So as a result of that, I believe I was reading it. They say that it was like 135 people arrested. Mm-hmm. and one of the uh, people that got hurt was the MSG commander. They pulled him out of his car mm-hmm. on base. It, it was so, like
5: 110 of, 110 of the people that were arrested was black. but Out of 135. Just, just so the listeners know, because a lot of people didn't know about the Travis riots. I was going to get to that. Like The Travis riots happened in, 71? Yes. Right?
0: Yeah.
5: Right. It, but, and then I also was told that it was more riots than just on Travis. It was on Dover as well, no. as I heard. Mm -hmm. that they had riots there as well. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) why do we, so since we got, since we got to the Travis riots, excuse me, brothers, but since we got there, I got a question. Since you've been in the military for a while, why do you think that they kind of buried that in history? It's not in PDGs and PMEs. And that is a significant issue in the military, but nobody heard of that shit.
1: Yo, Hey, and hold on. Wait one minute. Uh, huh? I saw when we posted that, somebody said it was a little, it was a few sentences, in the PDG back in the day about the Travis riots. But the thing is, they didn't call it a riot. They call it some racial uh, situations or uh, racial disturbance. But before we go into that question, I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's watching. I see you, Crystal. I see you, Casey. Hey. I see the wing commander. How you doing? Scott Heathman. How you feeling? Um, Also see Ronnie. How you doing over there? James, what's going on? We love y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Please share this, share this, share this It's free. And this is some good information. The reason why we want to have this conversation is because if we don't know our history, we are doomed and damned to repeat it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you do not know your history, you're doomed and damned to repeat it. Okay. So go ahead, uh, Herm, go ahead, man. Finish, finish your point, man. (laughs)
5: so yeah so chief why so since we i just now i've been in the military over 20 years and i just now found out through you talking with
0: you
6: but I wait a minute herm herm how long you just made it over 20 years yeah congratulations yeah appreciate it that's an accomplishment (laughs) brother. that's that's not something to be glossed over or be lost in the conversation congratulations man Mm -hmm. thank you thank you chief appreciate it yeah, But sure. back back to when I like,
5: you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in this long, you know what I'm saying? A senior master sergeant. I never heard of these riots. I never would have even thought that shit would even happen until yeah. we talked, and then I started looking up. I'm like, man, it's here. So why yeah. do you think that it's not, it's not taught in the Air Force history that these things did happen? Good, bad, or indifferent is still part of history.
6: Okay. I can, I can ask the same question. I can answer that question and ask the question at the same time half the stuff that America is ashamed of, it tends to get left out the history books. So what's the difference? The Air Force had to be ashamed of that. So why would they wanna keep passing that along? But you'll tell me to learn about the Wright brothers, but you won't tell me about the rise in Travis because minorities were feeling oppressed. They were feeling the because they weren't getting promoted. They didn't get the same opportunities and they were just being stagnated in, in, in every job. You know, on top of that man, back in that time frame, my man told me a story. He say uh, enlisted people had to send a picture to the board. So this is before WAPS came out, right? So if you enlisted and you got to send a picture to the board, That's so they can see what color you are. So they changed that. And then that's when they came out with WAPS in uh, 1972. And about the same time they had the social actions, which is now morphed into 17, 18 type of agencies, helping agencies. But that was the initial uh, beginning of social actions. And if you think about this, people don't want to admit when they've been wrong. Hell, I don't want to admit what I've been wrong sometimes. But when things like this, they just wanna let it fade away. Like people talk about, why do you guys keep talking about slavery? Uh, well, you keep making movies about it, so I guess we'll keep talking about it. How about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, man, real talk. Real <laughs> you know talk. I mean? I'm giving it to you, man. You know, but uh, it's, it's just, being a black man in the military is hard. I remember, man, since we say, I came in September 22nd, 1989, and my father, he took me to the mep station downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on Wisconsin Avenue. He didn't talk to me the entire way. It was like a 20 minute ride. I thought that he was mad at me because I dropped out of college and I wanted to go into the military, but he was mad at me because he know how he got treated in Vietnam. So he was like, as a black man, you don't need to be in the military, but I had to do something. So I was just trying it out. But I'm thinking that my father's upset with me, but he was just showing the love for me. Like, as a black man, you don't need to be in nobody's military.
1: And you know what? It sounded like it sounded like he was more or less just afraid. Yeah, you know I'm saying just afraid. But look, so we got a question. Go ahead. Well, what you got, bro?
2: Hey, chief. Yo, That's what's great, happening, man? Great, great point on the history, right? Yeah. Um, my man Larry hit me up yesterday about an online discussion that they were having where you had some Caucasian individuals asking for proof, right? And proof. I think proof in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. So okay. the way I look at this is that when it's time to really speak on racial injustices, people don't know about it because it's been eradicated. And if I was writing my own book, I would always write myself as the hero. And I think that's a problem culturally, not just in the Air Force, but American history as a whole, that you have to acknowledge and address and say, hey, we're responsible for Tulsa. We're responsible for redlining. We're responsible for XYZ versus demonizing the hood and saying, don't go there when you come to a military installation. What are your thoughts? Well...
6: To be honest with you, man, this is what I look look at. You say when you get to bases, people tell you don't go to this place because it's the hood or don't go to that that place, right? When I first came in the military, man, in 1989, my first base was Little Rock Air Force Base. And uh, I wanted to go to Little Rock because my grandmother lived in a small town where I was born in called Dermot, Arkansas, you know, so I wanted to be close to my grandmother. And this is crazy, at the time, before they gave out the assignments, staff sergeant, tech sergeant came to me and said, yo, I see you got Little Rock Air Force Base on your dream sheet. So I said, yeah, I do. So he told me that the racial issues in Little Rock were so bad that if I didn't wanna go there, I didn't have to. So just think about that, 1989. So when I get to Little Rock, I find out why. Cabot Arkansas has some clan things going on. In 1989 in Cabot Arkansas is probably about 30 miles from Little Rock, but you know that was just the start of my Air Force career man and making decisions that what I wanted was more important than what I had to sacrifice to get it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be next to my grandmother. Yo. I wanted to be next to my people's. So if I had to go to Little Rock Air Force base to make that happen, and maybe you know subjugate myself to you know a little racism here a little racism there it was worth it for me wow every time i went to my grandmother's house it was on hey, and popping
1: hey because and you got that exactly. food you know what i'm Good talking about Hey, shout out to grandma Good and that fool, bro. Hey, I would always try to hit up the crib. Hey, but listen, I appreciate that. And but we got another question, though. All right. <clears throat> we got a question from a fellow chief. So oh, OK. Said, right um, he says, do you feel as though the uh, military judicious system isn't fair when it comes down to African-Americans? And I think, it, well, go ahead. What would you think? What do you think about that?
6: You say, do I think that the military judicial system is unfair to
1: African-Americans?
6: Well, I I tell you this, man, I can speak to that chief and anybody else from the perspective of being a first sergeant for six years, and my wife is active duty and she was a first sergeant for a little bit over six. I can tell you, when a black man comes into the office, the odds are stacked against them. We keeping it real. You know, I was, I was a first sergeant and I used to tell people, man, I understand what you're doing because I've been on that side of the desk a lot more times than on this side of the desk. So when they came out, I'd be like, hey, keep it real with me. What's happening? Let's take it this business and then we're going to move on. So that was cool. But as far as if you don't have a black first sergeant, or if you don't have a black chief or maybe some other minority, I don't think it's fair.
0: And, and I'm going to say that you. right now. Yeah. And I ain't never thought mm-hmm. it was fair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the
6: same, but at the same time, people don't know how to relate to people, you know, and sometimes you just got to pull them in. You know, I had a guy that uh, I could understand exactly what he was saying exactly why he did it, because he was a young guy and he got hurt by a female. You know, we all go through that, but he just happened to do some dumb things. So I'm glad I was in a position to go to the commander and say, no, man, because if you and I were that age, we probably would have done the same thing. Now we're gonna have to do what we gotta do to take care of this business, but let's not kill the kid. Because if I was there, I probably would have done 10 times worse. So that's why you gotta have Blacks, minorities, people that understand where this kid is coming from, so then they can explain it to you.
4: You Mm. know,
6: because if you are a really, a faithful Bible thumper church person, you ain't gonna be talking about what's going on at the club, so those conversations won't even match. So you gotta get people that's on your level, whatever level that is, whether it's, you know, the lowest level or the highest level. You coordinate with people, and I say coordinate for a reason. Because you coordinate with people that's on the level that you want to get to. Not just the ones that you're on, but you want to get to. So if you see somebody and you want to do what they're doing, well, you got to do what they do. I used to tell my people all the time, if you want to be special, you got you to do what special people do got to do
1: the special people do. And, and, and I'm going to get with you, too, because we got uh, Will, he got a question. Herm he got a question. And I, there's another chief that's on. Hey, shout out to you, Simp. He asked a great, great question. We got another uh, chief, command chief, man. They on. They listening. Oh, OK. Because, right you, you know, because, because this right is some on. real good shit. You feel yeah. me? And, yeah. and also, I want to give a shout out to everybody else that's listening. Look, guys, I don't know where you are in your individual's lives or careers, but you have to be the change that you want to see. You yep. get what I mean? You have to yep. be the damn change that you want to see. and yep. But you have to be willing to to listen to the individuals that's been there before. And that can help you to be a better version of yourself. Hey, Will, what you got, bro?
2: Hey, Chief. Yeah, what's happening, man? You talked about relatability, right? Being able to relate to people. Uh-huh. That's happening right now. So I'm a master sergeant. All right, individuals that are minorities, some are not minorities, they tend to come to me when okay. they have a situation or they want some feedback or to see are they being mistreated and because of not wanting to get in other people's lane or cause them to have further issues, you have to mm-hmm. coach them from the background on documentation, mm-hmm. ask the right questions, use mm-hmm. key terms and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so bad these days that you got young men and women working under stress when they're trying to come here to protect the country, right? But when yeah. you do things like this, you gotta be you gotta be very cautious as a leader in which I'm not a cautious person anymore because as long as I'm saying I'm what's right, whatever happens, happens. But you get pointed out that you're singling out the black guys or the black kids, not realizing mm-hmm. that I mentor everybody that wants to listen and wants to learn. And when I see a bad person, that Everyone else say he needs to get out, I'll pull him in. Because I think as leaders, your job is not just to have the good people. Your job is seeking your leadership influence to be better. And that's what's. Yeah.
6: yeah. See, I remember, man, uh, I PCS to uh, Mount Home Air Force Base in what 2006. And uh, I was working at the fitness center. I was a master sergeant at the time. And there was this young black kid named Aaron Murrow. So, uh, as soon as I get there, you know, the uh, civilian guy who ran the fitness center called me and he's like, you watch this kid. You keep your eye on this kid. He ain't nothing. He's trouble, blah, blah, blah. So I said, all right, cool. So, you know, he talked down about the kid and he happened to be black. He talked down about the young man. Everybody talked down about the young man, but I was a master sergeant. So I was the ranking military person in there, right? So I said, okay, everybody's telling me all this bad stuff. What have you done to help this kid? Have have you done anything to help him? I mean, anything at all, you're just crucifying him. And I'm a master sergeant, he's an A1C, so I've only been here a week or two, and you're already telling me how horrible he is. So off top, I'm gonna have that perception of this kid. But see, the thing that they didn't understand, I used to be that kid.
1: Hold on, Message. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah, man. you have to have that level of empathy, man. It's like, and I hate to say it, but man, fuck. So people forget. Hey, first of all, you forget you had to go through puberty. You forget that you learn this, and you some shit you get right, and some things you don't. But isn't yeah. a one-time military. And like I said yeah. before, man, look, for certain individuals, this is, a, and man, I swear to God, we was just talking about this the other day, but for certain individuals, this is a commitment, right? And yeah. But yeah. The other individuals, it's just an arrangement. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, well, yeah. this, these are the rules and regulations. You can either abide by them, or you can get out of my military. And mm-hmm. I hate that. Herm, what you got, bro?
5: So, so going back to your first on days, she first First, let me give a shout out to uh, Chief mass Sergeant uh, Kevin James. That's also watching. I'm, I'm gonna bring up some of the things that he talked to me about about the riots because his father was actually security forces at Travis when the riots happened. So he gave me some pretty good insight. Black on that. man, uh, uh, he Chinese and white. He's Asian like me. Well, right on. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> but, but check, but check this out, Chief. So going back to your um, your no first minute. sergeant. Can
1: I ask my question? goddamn? <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> I'm you know, all,
5: know, you know, know, all of
4: y'all. All Anyway, my fault. My fault.
5: Uh, going back to your first song experience, <laughs> me and Seth had a conversation with uh, 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 a a high ranking individual. I ain't gonna say his name right right here okay. now. Okay. But he, he talked to us about the re- re- what will kind of related related uh, to his relatability. When a commander looks at a, a white kid, a white young airman or white young female, yeah. they look at them. that could be my son or daughter, and right, they handle right. it accordingly. Right. But when they when they see a black airman in front, of them, they don't look at them the same way. Right. Now, as your experience, six years as a first sergeant, former first sergeant of the year and all that. Can you
6: validate that? Did you see that kind of stuff as your time as a first sergeant? Talking about just like um, people choosing that they're wrong. Yeah,
5: like how like you notice like man, I see that you you you're looking at this kid like this could be your son.
0: Yeah, yeah. For geez. the same
5: offense, this other kid, nah, we got thrown we got thrown a book at this one.
1: And you know what? To what is and I I get what you're saying. It's like relatability. You get what right. I'm saying? It's like, hey, I, right. can, I can put myself in this boy's or this young lady's shoes. You know what I'm right. saying? And I, I was there, just like you did, just right here. Just a yeah. second ago. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Versus the other individual said, no, nah, well, since I can't relate and I've never dealt with what they dealt with, then oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go the book so, out.
6: Okay. So I remember I was the first sergeant in uh, Lakenheath, England, back in like 2011, and I uh, talk about relatability. As a young black man, you know, growing up in Milwaukee and different things like that, you know, there was always opportunities to get out and move around. So I was the first sergeant. And in Lake and Heath, there was a uh, club that everybody would go to. But the thing about it, the club was probably about an hour away. So all the people, you know, they would jump in cars, the airmen. Because by this time, I'm a senior master sergeant, first sergeant. So it's not like I'm kicking it at, you no know, clubs, but. One of the, uh, one of our guys came outside and got hit. He got snuck with a bottle. So, you know, he fall on the ground and then it's like four or five people with him. So they, you know, fight or whatever, they jump in the car and they driving back hundred miles an hour. hundred miles an hour with like seven, eight people packed in the car because they was trying to get my man back to the hospital. So, you know, my commander was like, ah, they breaking laws and this and that. And I just simply told them, if I walked out of the club and got hit in the head with a bottle and my partners right. didn't drive right. exactly. 100 miles an hour to get me to the hospital, you're gonna have a bigger problem than what you got right now. Exactly, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was the difference. I'm like, come on, man. What are they supposed to, lead an airman right there bleed on the street? Okay, so. But sometimes Amron would do that. It'll be like that gray area Well, I'm going to drive 200 miles an hour because I always wanted to do this. But at the same time, maybe I'm justified for doing it. And I looked at it both ways. I'm like, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. And I hope somebody would have done that for me. Now, you can't go out and just acknowledge that or necessarily promote that. But at the same time, you got to understand, if that was you, what would I
1: do? And that's the deal, being able to have that empathy. So I want to say a shout out. Empathy, to-
6: yeah, big yeah,
1: time. Yeah, and... Um, Scott Heathman, shout out again, sir. I appreciate you tuning in. He said he thinks we put too too many young airmen into the wrong jobs, all right? He uh-huh. said, um where their talents don't show through, then we're quick to call them trouble or problems. Okay, okay. We, then we isolate them. Where they begin to question their own value, it's a vicious cycle. Man, if that ain't the truth, and, and okay. And, and that's shout out. Hold on, let me give him that just real quick, just real quick. And I'm glad he he identified that and he didn't have a problem saying that in the positions that he's hey, in because no be, doubt because no we know about that shit. Like yo, listen. Okay. Yes, I know this job. I, I took a test to say that I'm, I can do this job, but okay. now we need to implement talent management. Okay. Okay. We have to be able to implement talent management, talent management. Okay. You may not be great at this job. Let's see what you're great at. Let's put that time into you really cultivating that person, not just an airman. This is a human being. Where's the human resource? Let me get off of that. Larry, what's up, bro? Man, my fault, man. I had you on hold, man. My bad, bro. Right.
3: You're good, bro. What you got, bro? Hey, Chief, question Yo. for you in your twenty-eight years of service. Yeah. Did you ever feel as you progress up through the ranks that you've had to wear a mask? You couldn't be who you truly were because of fear or you know, perception of being judged, labeled, hearsay. Where you feel like others could always be themselves, whether they're at home or at work, but with it, particularly us African Americans, it's almost like we have to be a different person at work than we are at home. Do you ever felt that?
1: Woo! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, chief. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, all right, everybody. I want y'all to. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, if y'all got y'all numb num juice, ladies and gentlemen, take a little pause for the calls. Right, yeah, on. right, on, right mm-hmm. on.
6: Right on. Right on. Right mm-hmm. on. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, um, Eric, I appreciate that question. That's a deep dope question, and Ooh. it comes into so many different lanes of code switching on being able to can I be who I want to be but am I going to jeopardize my 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 career my fam my money and all that just so I don't rock the boat chief yo you ready for that question man yeah hey.
6: man yeah i guess all so right.
1: go ahead.
6: i guess so <laughs>
1: go ahead okay. knock it out
6: okay so i'll tell y'all this man i came in the military like i said just being young and i got in trouble a lot because i was trying to learn my way around but i got in more trouble for taking up for my people, you understand what I'm saying? People think having a good supervisor is the best thing, but you know what? You learn more from a bad supervisor than from a good supervisor because you learn what not to do, you know? And that's just as important as learning what to do because you know how that felt. So my thing, um, I had this young kid that was working for me, uh, Dion Jordan, I'm gonna shout out, my and retired right, right now, Jordan. He wouldn't do his job to save his life. Off duty, but on duty, he'd come in, he will work, he would do his job to the fullest. Off duty, he driving up and down the streets of Yakota, like you know, hundred miles an hour, hanging out the window, doing crazy shit. So before he got into all this trouble, I vouched for him and I said, nah, he didn't. Need, he needs a five, not a four, because he hadn't got into any trouble. But they say, well. You need to give him a four. I was like a tech sergeant at this time, like 2004 in Yokota. I said, well, if you want to give him a four, then you give it to him. Because I feel like this is the rating. I'm the supervisor. But you want to know what? He got a good rating. But then them people took it out on me for the next two or three years until I PCS. But it was cool with me because I did what I felt was right. You know, so it's always gonna be things like that, man. People are always gonna test you. People are always gonna try to see why you do this or why you do that. But what I can tell you is, it's a lot of people out there in the Air Force that know me or maybe know of me or heard of, of me. But I don't think there's too many people that you're gonna find that say Chief Ross was a fake. Nah. Nah, you know what I'm saying? So, and that caused me a lot of pain in my career, man. But you know what? it was worth it because if older yeah. master sergeants didn't reach back for me, I wouldn't be here. You know, I tell people, man, the first time that I was getting ready to, uh, reenlist men, another partner of mine was going to reenlist at the same time. And it was a retired master sergeant, chief master sergeant, Theodore Hampton. And, uh, I came in there and I, he said, what's, what's going on young man. So I'm like, okay, so I can reenlist today, but I'm gonna wait to two weeks from now. You know, that was like the final suspense. He was like, look, man, if you don't take your black ass over <laughs> there and sign them papers and stay in, he said, because they don't want you in anyway, bro. So don't wait on it. Just go do it and take out your business. Man, And my partner, no, but check this out. My partner that we was both gonna wait, we was both in the same window, he got a DUI like the next weekend and mm-hmm. they kicked him out.
0: Oh
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. man. Hold on. Real talk, And, and you real know, talk, man. real, man. And and shout out to my real man. Talk. He's deployed right now, man. We've been arm to arm our whole careers, man. Yeah. it's you know, hey, before we get into it, because Herm, I know you got a question. Hey, um, hey Chief, you ever been you ever been to Scott before? Uh nah, bro. Mm-mm. Never? After well, guess had- what? I got some good people down there. You do and guess what? Hey, look at this. Hey, you got about six more good ones. Holla at you. When the next time you come down here, I'm gonna need you to jump on this Kevlar's Grill, baby. Hey, shout out to our sponsors, Kevlar's Grill. They right outside the VFW, or inside the VFW, but outside the back gate. Right on. They got the gratitude boxes. So they can actually you can call in and you can give food. To the first responders, you see what I'm nice, saying, nice. and and, it, and man, it's dope. And the food is awesome. They do catering, everything cuisine. Look at that. They got the burgers, fries, shrimps, and everything. the 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 ribs and spaghetti alfredo. And for those those health conscious that don't want to get quarantined chubby, hey, they got the hey, they got the uh uh what they call it vegetarian sandwiches and everything right so they do hey, what's deliver up? Their-
6: chicken wings man
1: yes brother a hey, all ready yeah. i'm telling you it's ridiculous but anyway find- yes look they number they good straight up so look Great. here they they do deliver 25 mile radius and they are open every day y'all check it out and their number is 618-416-4 i mean 5700 so that's inside the VFW all right and VFW post 410. Eight three, but one last thing. So when your kids, you you got kids, don't you, Chief?
6: Yeah, man. Yes, sir, I do. Hey, hey, hey,
1: (laughs) hey. Listen, and I love them all. I know you do, but guess what? Break that bank and go on to give them some of these. uh Give them some of them Yeezys. You know what I'm saying? Give them some of them them Jordans. That's only you know what I mean. Hey, hey, I tell
6: you a funny story,
1: man. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get this ad out, but because I, I right you, you tell your kids about this Upper Souls, okay? They're on Instagram. You check them out and and follow them, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all on Instagram, make sure y'all go and follow them because they uh, hey, these, he's doing great things. It's a young man. He he get those exclusive kicks, especially for those sneaker heads. All right. So it's Upper Soul U P P E R S O L E Z. All right. Follow him, like him, and share his stuff. So what you got, Chief? Hey, man,
6: back in the day when them Jordans came out, yeah. they, were, they was like $140, $150, right? Then. <laughs> then. I mean, Jordan don't even play ball no more, man. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I took my son to, to, to the mall, man, about two years ago, right, for his mm-hmm. birthday. So I said, man, what, what you want? He said, well, I want these phone pauses or these Jordans. So I said, okay. So I looked, the Jordans cost 190 The phone pauses cost 220 and then I said, all right, well, what you want, man? He said, I want the phone. So I said, all right, man, go get the phone. But they didn't have his size. So I was like, we got to get these J Bones then for 190. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, that's
6: crazy.
1: Oh, so, hey, Herb, what you got, bro?
6: Hey, so
5: I got a I got a question. Actually, it's from uh Keith James in the comment, uh Chief, chief James in the comment session. He said okay. who was also a services chief as well. All right. He said, never forgetting where you come from. How often did you find yourself reminding your leadership that leading and inspiring comes from remembering the mistakes we made and still achieve chief, but you can still achieve chief. Meaning, you know, you ain't got to have a perfect career, but you can still get to where you need to be. How often did you have to
6: remind your leadership of that? Okay. Well, first of all, if you're getting in trouble and things, you're not reminding your leadership of nothing. They reminding you, you know what I'm saying? Because you constantly Come in the office, or you know, they talking to you about something. You know, they'd be like, okay, I see you later, Amy Ross. I'd be like, Not if I see you first, you right. don't see me. You know what I'm saying? So they were reminding me. I wasn't reminding them of nothing. Message. <laughs> reminding them, see, you do your job, I'm gonna do my job.
1: Damn man, where was this dude at man cheat? I don't know where you was at, but yeah, but yeah, to your point. Go ahead, brother. Oh, go ahead.
6: Oh man. All right, Herm, what you got for me get Herm? Give, give me that man. I lost my train of thought making jokes and things <laughs> like that, man. So do do you feel like you
5: had to, to let your leadership know, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they made a mistake, you know what I'm saying? But there's no need to toss them out. You know what I mean? Like what was the qualities that you looked at as far as people that made mistakes? Um, I'll go back to shit. Y'all spoke up for me when we had uh we had force distribution, right? Yeah, yeah. I was Ooh. fucking 14 or 14 tech yeah. Sergeant, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 14 yeah. or 14. I was the last mm-hmm. tech sergeant. Mm-hmm. I was only I was one or two that made master that year. But anyway. Yeah. Like like what? What? What conversations would you have with a commander? Like, okay, like Colonel Smith, with a person by, okay. like me? Why would you save me when I'm 14 or 14,
6: Tech Sergeant? Because I took the time to get to know you, man. That's the that's the great discriminator, man. You know, I mean, you can have records. Your records can suck. You can have threes on your EPRs, fours on your EPRs, and that paints a picture. It paints a picture for the board as far as promotion, but that shouldn't paint a picture to the person that you're looking at. You know, so yeah, so I remember me and uh, my little brother, Senior Master Sergeant Abdullah Mustafa, I'm gonna shout him out when we was over in Osan and seeing, that's the thing about it, man. I had your career right here in my hands. And that's a lot of power, man, but you worked in the office and I seen the potential in you And I seen something in you that you didn't see, but I knew I could pull it out of you. Now, at the same time, now, if you didn't start responding and I couldn't pull it out of you, then, okay, I tried. You got it going on. But once you start responding, it was my responsibility as a leader in the unit to say, all right, this brother right here, you know, might not have got up on the right foot, but it's something about him that I need to continue to look at. It's some good quality in him. It's something about him that reminds me of me. It's something about him that just tells me this brother needs a chance.
1: You You know, know? Damn, hold on, Chief. Hold on, man. Look, I want to take a minute, man, because you said something that makes so much sense. And I do want to say shout out to everybody that's watching right now. And I want Mm y'all to think about those Chiefs, so those supervisors that gave you a chance do me a favor y'all post their names okay yeah. y'all post their names and say shout out to Damn. sergeant so-and-so chief so-and-so airman yeah, so-and-so yeah. it could have been another airman that that was there to vouch for you you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying hey, let, let's pay homage to those because man shout out to you brother because listen everybody knows everybody knows herm is crazy as cat shit but at the same oh, time a big heart yeah he crazy man. but he got a big heart and so I but could, he a good I, dude, and that's see, the that's what I'm saying. That's and so the point. I appreciate you. You might not have good records. Yeah. Yes. Well, you yes. meet the
6: person, you learn the person. Yes. You like this dude is a good dude. He just yes. needs somebody to be in his corner and say, "And, what and that's what it is." Are you doing? Come on with this, man.
1: Right. And then and what? then listen. Then you can see him being the type of person he is. You got to put, you know, you got to kind of hug him around the neck. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. a good hook around, look, I'm gonna need you to, you know, come and follow me here. But at the same time, you hey. was willing to connect. Hey, I'm,
5: I'm listening to you, I'm right here. Uh, no, <laughs> can't no, 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 I don't care, I'm talking
4: right.
6: <laughs> but, but still. Hey, I tell you what, man, hey, tell me yeah. this out. Ask Herm, right, mm-hmm. I say, Herm, brother, I say, man, I'm sticking my neck out there for you because I believe in you. But at the same time, if you don't believe in yourself, man, it ain't go work. I can't do nothing for you.
1: Go do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So
6: you got to understand for yourself, man, that you want better and you want more for yourself. But so many times growing up in the Air Force, man, just the sheer numbers and the sheer uh, emotions and all the things you have to go through as a black man, it just kind of overwhelms you. So sometimes coming yeah. in the military as a young black man is going to do one or two things for you. I'm not speaking about now, I'm talking about back in the 90s, either A, it's going to make you quit, B, it's going to make you stronger, or C, it's going to make you bitter. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people in, in the military, and I'm going to kick some real shit to you, right? Black people have done more significant dirt to me than white people. That's it. How about that?
1: Hey, I'm glad you said something. I'm so glad you said it. Hey, be real with
6: it. Man. No,
1: no, I appreciate you being real. And I'm Ooh. glad you went there because, yeah, first of all, let me say one thing and I'm going to get to you too. <laughs> well, look, the times ain't changed. So that yeah. should let you know something, right? Because yeah. especially right now, the way that people feel, I'm like, yo, man, I'm tired. Of this brother, I really am because A is not how it used to be. People say it's not as fun as it used to be, but then yeah. you start to see where where individuals' intent are, right? And when it comes mm-hmm. down to crisis now oh, you start yeah. to see. Then you're like, Hold oh, on, oh, yeah. am I really? Who team am I on? You dig what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. damn, hold on. Hey, we'll go we'll get to you one second. Go ahead, man. Finish your thought about what you were saying about individuals that look like you. Well, man, you want to know
6: something this. This is, this is part of my philosophy, man. I don't feel that a lot of white people look at things the same as black people, you know, because it necessarily don't affect them. But keep in mind, I look at this, people are people. Just because you're black, that don't make you my friend. Just because you're white, don't make you my enemy and vice versa. So I always just look at people as people, you know, because I used to say all the time as a black man growing up in America and, uh, My wife is Italian, you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying this was like what, 2010? Looking back, I'm like 50, 60 years ago, we couldn't have been married. We couldn't have been together just because of my skin and her skin. So, you know, I always say if I'm dealing with this on an everyday basis, why am I gonna impose that on somebody else? So as long as you, you know, taking care of your business and taking care of the standards, that shouldn't even bother you. But as a black man, You have to look, because I learned a long time ago at Little Rock Air Force Base, and this is true shit, you gotta work twice as hard to get half the credit. Not the same credit, but half the credit. And for all the young ones out there that's in the military, man, y'all might as well wrap your mind around that. You know, okay, so he did this one time and got promoted, I gotta do it three times. Okay, so I'm gonna do it five times so I can get more than get a head start because you know I'm always gonna be behind the next time for the next promotion. And that's that's a shame, man, but that's, that's the game though. You know what I mean? And after you go through your 20 years, your 25 years, your 30 years or whatever, and you retired and you sitting back and you, you know, enjoying, you know, like my parents say, the luxuries of life, then it's all worth it. But you know, black people have always had to go through things that white people act like they didn't understand. You know know what I mean? And I'm saying, I have white friends, I have black friends. You know, it all depends about who you are, but this is the difference, man. I was watching uh, a sports program and it was about the Doug Williams story, right? NFL lifetime, right? So, Tampa Bay had lost all their games for like the first two years and Doug Williams, you know, he was the first black quarterback in the NFL. So, he started as a rookie and like, three out of the first five years or something, he went to the playoffs, right? And he wanted a raise because it was at the end of his contract. And they told him no. My man said he was the 54th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's only 32 teams in the NFL, bro. How in the hell is this man 54? Because, you know, they always say, you know, black people are superior athletes, but intellectually, we can't compute. And that was in 76, 77. Aren't we talking about the same thing? We talking about repeating? Aren't we talking about the same thing? With Lamar Jackson, they said he couldn't be a quarterback. Now all of a sudden, he the MVP. See, all black people want is a chance, man. All black people want is an opportunity, man. You don't have to give me nothing, but don't take nothing from me either. And we'll hold be all
1: right. Gee, hold on, all right, pause, pause. Oh, yo, ladies and gentlemen, y'all
0: take a second,
1: let this marinate for real because because that's what it is. Yo, it's 100 because this transcends past the military. You know, this is about being yo, this is America, almost this is America part two, if you really want to talk about it. But now we're flipping it, right? Because what we're talking about is strategy. You get what I'm saying? But you can't move if you don't know where you're going. But again, you gotta know where you come from. At the same time, Will, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, what you got, Brian?
2: Hey, Chief, I'm, I'm gonna give you two things. All right. Last Friday, my squadron had a all-car where approximately 26 individuals sat with the commander and the chief. And one of my mentees divulged a story, and when I can say I became so irate that he went through something like this, right? Mm-hmm. He had, uh, mm-hmm. A young NCO pointed at him, calling him boy, and it wasn't oh. the first time that this took. Tell
6: Talking about a white guy calling the black guy boy. Yes, yeah, calling him boy, right? right. right.
2: All right. That discussion was had. Well, maybe he didn't understand. He now he from the south. Oh, but he understood. I, 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 give me a second. So, In in response, I couldn't help but to say, I know he wouldn't talk to this senior NCO like that. I point to all the big black dudes in the squadron that I know he wouldn't approach us that way. But you look at the airmen that get bullied, they don't get a chance to blossom. And when yeah. I say, brother, it took everything in me not to go over to that shop and address that directly. But Good. you got to come right? So what Good I want to do is to get some insight to the airmen that go through these types of things on, because I know what I advise them, but I want to hear from you. What kind of advice would you give them
6: on how to prosper and to persevere through situations like that? Man, this is what I would tell people, as a black man in the military, especially the Air Force, you know, uh, it's like this. People start on one side of a lake or ocean, and then they start swimming. You got a black man, and you got a white man, you got a Mexican or or whatnot, and y'all swimming, right? On the... And you look across and there are people called mentors, they pulling you across, you know, because that's what it's about. You're supposed to mentor people, help them get from point A to point point B. So when you look at it, you see the black man and you see the white man on top swimming. But what you don't see, the black man got a hundred pound chain and weight tied, you know, tied around his waist. So you got to sink or swim. And it's unfortunate that it's like that, but you gotta sink or swim. And the key to it, man, to me, you gotta get in the room. You have to get in the room so people that, you, you have to go out and you be a first sergeant. You gotta do all these different jobs, man, so you can put yourself in the proper position to take care of business. I remember I was a first sergeant once again in uh, Mount Home, and this was like in 2010 or something like that. But this is when the, the elections going on, right? So I had this white kid come, come to my office and say, hey, I'm not gonna work for a N-word or a B-word. And he was talking about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. What do you do with that? see. What do you, I mean, what do you do with that? So, you know, at that point, I was a first sergeant. So I said, okay, go get a supervisor and bring him on down to the office. So I'm, so I'm talking to him and he just, you know, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll tell you what you do in the future. Use your inside voice. Just like you probably use your inside voice right now on the other side of this fucking desk. I'm sorry for cursing, but you know, that's what it was. So if people want to make change, they have to get, they have to open an aperture, man. They have to get in these positions. You have to get into the first sergeant's career fields. You have to become officers. You have to become leaders, leading from the front, man. You can't lead from the back. You can't be in the back complaining about yeah. Black Lives Matter. Now you got to move up to the front if you want people to follow you. If you want people to understand what you're saying, you got to say it loud and you got to mean what you say. But if you don't, people will be like, oh, "Okay, well." That shit lasts about 30 seconds. You you wanna know some man that's very disturbing? With Ahmaud Arbery. I seen that and I was like, man, I don't even wanna watch the news. So I turned it off. And I probably didn't didn't watch news for about two or three weeks. And then when I first started turning back on, they was talking about George Floyd. So I'm like, what? Another person that got killed? I'm looking at it. But then I didn't even see the part about the young lady that got killed in between. them. So I'm thinking about, you know, we we barely getting over this one case and now we got another, but it was another young lady in between. People just need to realize man that, you know, all them chokeholds and all this and all that. Oh, and we turn our cameras off. Okay, well, if you turn your cameras off, then uh, you're fired or you're going to jail. That'll stop them from turning their cameras off. You know, but how can I, I wasn't even through understanding the Aubrey case, got to the George Floyd case and missed the case in between. How many black people are getting killed by the police? That you miss people in between. And I'm talking about this over a two or three week period. You know, I got a son, man, that uh, is getting ready to get a car. And I'm talking to my son, man, and, and and I'm saying to myself, I'm gonna help him get a car, yeah. But I want him to get a small car. I want them to get maybe like a truck. So maybe only him and his friend can ride because I don't want to get a bigger car because I don't want them to have four or five friends in there. And that's just a target for the police. How many people have to have that conversation with their kids?
1: Ooh, hold that's on. That's not black. Bruh. Hold on. Hold on. Come on, man. Yeah, come
6: on, man. So that opens come up on, a whole
1: another can of worms. Man, my son's 16 years old, but I'm going to take a step back. And we want to be able to say her name, Brianna Taylor. Breonna Taylor Breonna Taylor. make sure y'all Breonna say Taylor. her birthday was just the other day you get what uh, I'm saying and you made a lot of good points man it was like compounded so not only hey. we had a did we have the COVID shit but then we have this death and then another death and then another mm-hmm. death you get what I'm saying and it's it's ridiculous man but hey, it's, hey it's, but go ahead you want
6: to know the game though hmm. just like I, I was talking to her the other day man when people start really realizing the effect that racism had in the south was when cbs and those stations went down to you know some alabama and all these different places and they put it on film right
1: they put it on film
6: so they and they still show that black and white footage today of you know little kids getting dogs sick on them
1: yeah yeah so, the on them yeah
6: so yeah. i really don't care what you say when president trump say you know if they breach this gate they're going to be met with vicious dogs you know what he's saying. It's it's so, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so that's when it really happened because people were saying, like, oh my goodness, this is what's going on down there. So they did something. So conversely, COVID-19, right? People been off for like a month or two, everybody at the crib, ain't nothing going on. So now, no matter what channel you turn to, they talking about George Floyd. I don't care if you watch Sports Center, ESPN whatever they talking about George Floyd and they talking about sports and Colin Kaepernick. You know what I mean? I have friends right now, man, that I say things like, well, if, uh, people don't stand for the flag, I will lose their friendship and I don't care. But you know, before I was younger, I'd be like, all right, back and then roll on. But now I'd be like, okay. So I understand it because man, you know, I can go on record and I don't, I don't mind saying if I'm in a, auditorium or whatever in a national anthem play, I'm going to stand up. But the point is, people have the right to make their own decisions. So that's what democracy is about. That's what America is about, making your own decisions. So if I choose to stand, don't be mad at me, just like I'm not going to be mad at you if you choose to kneel. You know, because people are people. And you got to let people do what people do. And it's only when people try to step in and say, okay, well, I ain't going to be your friend if you, you know, if you cool with somebody that kneeled down, I'm like, all right, cool. But let's talk about this. Why are they kneeling down?
1: See, and that's the thing. So it's like, folks, you know about, everything,
6: say, else. Bro, you right? know
1: about yeah. everything else, you know about everything else, but why they? they, fa- so that's the deal. So they want to look at what the look burning, at? they want to look at the burning building, but they don't want to yeah. see what caused the fire. But before we yeah. go into that, I want to say, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all have a call, if y'all want to call in the number is down below and it is posted the number is 618-792-6747 one more time the number is 618-792-6747 Hey chief look we got this question though brother he says um okay. what do you say to chiefs who focus mainly on what's on paper and not uh and not the person and shout out to you Mark Quinn say that so we so what do you say to the chiefs that focus on the, um, you know, show, focus on mainly what's on paper, but not the person?
6: Well, man, I tell you what, man, it's funny that you bring that up. At a base that I was at as a chief, when I first got to the base, you know, it was common knowledge that, okay, we're well, not common knowledge for the people that was in the squadron, but other people said, okay, that squadron is a dumpster fire. So now I'm the chief in that squadron, right? So I said, okay, well, I'm gonna change this. You gotta insert yourself to be a product of change. So I said, okay. And it was a fairly small squadron, a couple hundred people. So, you know, so now I'm going in, I'm teaching people how to write. I'm showing people the benefit of a bully. You know, you go to ALS and they teach you action, impact and result, but they don't teach you how to put it together, right? So I had this young lady, man, and uh, you know, I'm an FSS, so I'm gonna know the below the zone results. I'm gonna know. So uh, on the package, she had won. And then they took, and after she had won and she came back to FSS as number one, the command chief at the time took and said, well, she's not ready. So I'm like, okay, so, and then they go, well, we're gonna go for in-person board. So I'm like, hold on, it's package only. And then when my Airmen win, now it's an in-person board. Because we was, you know, I was teaching them. Everybody was getting bullets. So anytime that you got to change the way BTZ is run in a wing, after someone has won and then take that from them. So as a chief, I never stood for that, man. I mean, I remember how I was done. So I would fight for my people how I would fight for myself. And then I had all them stripes on my arms. So I'm like, all right, I'm a chief just like you a chief. It's, so almost, he, like,
1: it's almost like, who, who go check me? You know what I'm saying? Right. All right, you,
6: you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I mean, because that's the good thing about being a chief, man. If you're a chief and you don't wear them stripes, then you're not a chief in my no, eyes. You no, know no, what I'm saying? No, no. You, you've already made chief. So yeah. you, you shouldn't really be doing this for yourself.
1: Man, oh, man, shout you out. You
6: just be doing people for the people behind you.
1: Oh, man. That's it. You know what? And shout out to that. And shout that out to those on, that man. demand you to for Come them on, to call them chief. Hey, you need to call me chief because I made it. No, listen. Stop it. Stop, Stop it. Let, Stop let me it. Go on to Herm. Go ahead, Herm. What you got, bro? <laughs>
5: hey, so, so that last question kind of rolls right into this because me and you had an offline conversation about WAP testing. And yeah. what does WAP testing mean as far as now it's going away and importance of bullet writing, right? Okay, and okay. And you talked about, you know what I'm saying, now, you know what I'm saying, who's there to teach, you know what I'm saying? Because now it's important what them bullets look like. Can yeah. you kind of share what we talked about to the listeners today? Because I think that's very,
6: pretty valuable information. Okay, so, so like, basically, man, what, what you and I were saying was, so, I came in, in the military, man, you know, they said the WAP system. So... My APRs was trash, you know? Straight up. Whether I deserved it or not, they were bad, you know, fours and fives. So I would go into the test with like 119 points on my APRs. Other people going to the test, if they got all fives, with 135. So I'm already down 20 points, starting out. So I would still get in there and I would study. And I would study four or five months straight. And then I'll go in and get like an 85 on the test. And I'm not saying that I'm smart, but I'm saying I was determined. And I knew what I had to do to get what I needed to get on that test to get promoted. So, you know, I go in there, get an 85, somebody else go in and get a 55, but guess what? We both get promoted. So I was cool with that because that's what I had to do. So, but the thing about it, man, and I tell people this, I did not know how to write until I've been in the military like 17 years, man. 17, 18 years because, uh, you know, I was always testing, but then once you make master, they send you to the the CNCO PEC. So, you know, I'm in there and they got all your records in front of you, right? So I'm opening up the records and you could tell the people in the room that had great records, they, you know, they like Superman, you know? Me, I'm like, oh, I don't want nobody to see this. And I remember, going, <laughs> I remember going back to my office, man, and feeling sorry for myself. And at that point, I had been in the military like 16, 17 years, and back then, you could stay in at like 26, I think, to make senior. So I was feeling sorry for myself, and I said, man, if I'd have started you know, trying to do something, I might could have made senior soon. But then God, I said, God, tapped me on the shoulder and said, man, why don't you start now? It ain't too late. And from 2000, what? I put master on in like 2006, I went from master sergeant and then I was tested for senior. You know, that took me three or four times because I was the first sergeant. But then when I came back to my career field, I made chief my first time and I was the number one select in the squadron. So I just look at it like, you just can't let things stop you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish. It's hard and it ain't fair. But like a chief one told me, fair is what they judge pigs at a contest.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs>
6: that, yeah. He said fair, he said shit. He said fair, that's what they judge pigs at in contest. <laughs>
1: yo, fair. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, listen, y'all don't said, ever, ever forget this, y'all. I listen, said damn. I said right home, I said right home, baby.
6: Yeah, fair is where they judge pigs at.
1: <laughs> it makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. You hey, might think that it is man, fair. But yeah, they, they, yeah, they lost in the sauce, bro. It, wow.
6: it ain't fair. It, wow. man, it, it ain't fair, man. It ain't fair at all. But the thing about it, if you put that in your mind that I can't work like this, I got to work more like this, then you're just going to go further.
1: Boom. Boom. But, hey, you, hold on.
6: but you gotta put that in your mind.
1: You have to. Hold on. Let me give you a couple of shout-outs, man. People, people, and, and so apparently, look, you you're not just the people's chief. You everybody's chief, man. You got uh, a TK out there. He's saying what's going on, chief. You got the, uh yeah. TK, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know TK. Hey, sh- Shamika Jones. Shameka Shameka Jones, Jones? Give me a what's shout happening, out? Captain? right hey man hey man you 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 got a nice you got a nice uh group of folks out here man Giving you shout out man and we appreciate that and jordan so listen brother so we we're getting ready to transition right and we're getting ready to wrap it up but before we do i want you to think about this all right all right since the title of this episode is we've seen it before what do we do now what would you okay. say, for the and, and this, not just for individuals that's in right now, but the ones that's getting ready to transition on out? what do you do now? Like, I know I have plans, right? I know there's mm-hmm. things I want to do as far as positioning myself to make sure my voice is heard on the higher level. But what mm-hmm. would you say we need to do now that we have a captive audience, if you will?
6: Okay, so my thing always was, man, when I was in the military, I would tell people, reach back. Reach your hand back and pull somebody along with you. That was, that was my entire thing, man, from the time that I first came in the military to I was the chief. I always reached back because somebody reached back for me. And if people hadn't reached back for me, I wouldn't have made it where I am. So, and the people that reached back for me, they gave me the best of what they had. You know, they didn't have everything that I needed. It was going to be like, you know, blah, 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 all the answers. But they gave me what they had. So when I was coming through, I would reach back for people and give them what I had until I made Chief and I gave them everything that I had because I had a lot. But you gotta understand, man, somebody helped me, I gotta help somebody else. If somebody helped you, you gotta help somebody else. And you know what, even if didn't nobody help you, but you got something that you can help somebody else with, you need to reach back and help them, man. And that's just the bottom line, you know, because people, they're like, well, if I retired the tech sergeant, I don't care if you retired a tech sergeant. Nah, that's not right. Because you want people to go as far as you can. It's like having kids and your, and your parents, you want your kids to do better than you. Bruh. So you, so you set the standard. you like, Hey man, you know, because my mother and father both graduated from college. You know, my mother um, was a probation parole officer for the state of Wisconsin. until she retired and my father was, uh, He worked for the State of Agriculture Trade and Consumer Protection for 30 plus years. You you know what I mean? So it was always important in my family, okay, well, you need to go to college, you need to do this, you need to do that. So that wasn't an option for me, but you know, I went to college and I didn't want to do it no more, you know, like I was saying earlier, and then I went on to do something else. But at the same time, my mother and father told me, you got to do something. I don't know what you want to do, but you got to do something. And that's what I tell people, man put in your mind that you gotta do something with your life because if you wait for people to give you something.
1: You gonna be feeding <laughs> bruh to the cows hey, come home. Hey,
6: you are gonna be shout. <laughs> you gonna be shout because ain't nobody got nothing to give you man. Ain't nobody got nothing to give you. They don't wanna see you with nothing. And I don't, I don't care if it's black or white. I remember when I made staff sergeant, man. This black dude, he said, I can't speak to you. Well, I can't congratulate you some. I said, why? He said, because you made staff and I didn't. And it was a black dude.
1: Wait, he said this out. His, it, this wasn't his inside voice. He's like, "said this for real."
6: Hey, outside voice.
1: Who said <laughs> that? Outside, Yeah, You were surrounded by some corn balls. Like, what was what base was this? What was this? Like? Rock Air Force Base. Yeah, he's not alive. <laughs> he's not alive. Oh, I ain't but, gonna take your hand because I'm mad because I make
6: That's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy, but you know, I mean, that's that's the point. So it, it don't matter if you white, black asian hispanic whatever people are people man and you have to treat them as such because if you got a person okay because this is my black friend i'm going to trust my life with him that don't make sense you know what i'm saying just because you're black you got to show yourself to me man because like i said before black people have hurt my career more than white people because and let me tell you why because i'm watching the white people you feel me? like oh okay oh okay right right on but I'm not watching the brother next to me and this is the one doing the most dirt. So when you get to that point and you see, I can't just rely on this person because they're black or I can't be against this person because they're white or Mexican or whatever. I just gotta rely on people being good people. And if you're black or white, Asian, whatever. If you're good people, you're good people, man. I remember back in the early 2000s, man, I was at Ali Al Salim Air Base. And uh, it was kind of like the second Gulf War or whatever you say. So anyway, the base I was at was the base that they had the army cats that was shooting down all the scuds. You, you know what I mean? So we would have missile attacks every 13, 14 minutes, man. You know, we full battle rattle everything. We run and we jump in the, we jump in the uh, bunkers and things. And then they briefing us. If the missile's like this, you're good. But if it's like this, pointing straight at you then it's coming at you, you know what I'm saying? So it was it was one of our bunker drills, man, and we ran and we
1: jumped in. Hey, wait, hold on, what the hell? What type of logic is that? Think about it. No, hey, no, I what kind of wait CBT is this? Wait, what type of training, bro?
6: If you see like that you? shit, bro, for real? <laughs> hey, they say if it's going like this, right? You can see it, right? Wait a so minute. Good. Think about it. <laughs>
1: No, Chief, hold on, hold on, wait. You right? Don't get me wrong. You right in the month, right? You right. But hey. if a person got to sit, everybody now look here, y'all. Yeah. If you see it, if it's coming right at you, right? If it's, if it's coming. Dead. <laughs> what? Hey,
6: hey, damn so, hey, is that, hey, y'all. hey, but <laughs> what? What? Hey, what does that tell you, though? <laughs> what is that? Hey, man, it was. Hey, man, it was real, dog. Hey, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm a war hero. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. But, but, No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so we go and we jump in the bunker, right? And, you know, we got our gas masks, our chem suits, everything all sensed up. And there was a third country national next to me, TCNs, right? You know, the local people, either they were, you know, from Pakistan or wherever, but they didn't have no masks, man. They didn't have no gear. They didn't have nothing. So I'm in the bunker, right? and there's this cat next to me, Pakistani dude. He's sitting next to me, he's shaking like a leaf. And I look over at him, this dude ain't got nothing on but sandals, shorts, and a t-shirt, and he got a piece of newspaper over his face. And he's shaking like a leaf. I I, I mean, I put my arm around him. I'm like, hey, black or white, it don't matter. Either we're gonna live through this or we're gonna die together. So I really don't give a shit about black, white this or that i just want you to treat me right so i can treat you right
1: damn that's
0: the word that's the word that's it
6: man you know my parents always taught me man i am no better than anybody else in the world but no one else in the world is better than me damn so let's meet on the level
1: message say that one more time who said this your mama your grandmama
6: Oh, my mother, my mother, Mary Helen Ross, married to my Mm -hmm. father, Maceo Ross Jr., been married 52 years in April.
1: And what did she say to you? What did she say to
6: you? She told me, she said, son, I want you to understand something in life. You're gonna come across different people. You're not better than anyone, no matter what their situation is. But keep in mind, no one is better than you and handling your business in that manner. That's what she said.
1: Yo, that's one hundred. Hold on, look. Let me give it to Will real quick before we wrap it on up. What you got, Will?
2: Chief, that was the realest shit ever, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, man.
1: Being able, hey, to- not that briefing though, not that briefing. Look, if it, somebody <laughs> telling me a missile, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got your number now. I'm a holler. Hey, I'm gonna call you the missile. Hey, you gotta tell hey, me that, and I need to be dead, I, dog. You that know?
6: was some real. I mean, think about it, right, man. You, man, y'all got me pulling my earphones out of I me. Mean, hey, but think about this, right? If a missile is coming and you can see it, that means it's going across the sky like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if that coming like this,
0: <laughs> like, whoo-
6: Oh,
1: man, my bad, my fault, my fault. Go ahead, Will, man. I'm sorry, hey, bro. I didn't shit see you it. learned
6: in the military,
1: But that? damn, did, did you have to learn that? Who taught that, like? All right, my bad. Hey, <laughs> hey,
6: I'm glad they taught me, because every time they said uh alarm red, bunkers now, I was looking. Right, right, right. right. And I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't see shit, so I'm like, it's got to be coming my way. <laughs> But the hey. Lord blessed me, man, and He blessed everybody in the base to make it through that, and we didn't oh. have no casualties, man.
1: Right on, right on, my man, my bad, my hey. bad. Don't be hey.
2: teaching you ever that hey. bullshit now. Huh? Don't go go S- ahead, it. I
1: hear you. Hey, you know. Right, I go, hear ahead.
2: You. go ahead. Will. What you got, man? TK, shout out to y'all, brothers. Say you wanted to the realest in the games. I appreciate that, TK. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 one of my old supervisors, man. Still my old oh old yeah. Hey, that's hey, uh, my guy right TK, there. TK, good people, man. really I wanted to highlight is something key that you said that I I, that? I do my best to communicate mm-hmm. is treat everybody as you want to be treated. Keep that shit simple. Why not? I ain't going to get up to bullshit that I don't see color. Yeah, I see damn color. I need to understand where you come from. I need to know how to be adaptable to you, how you receive information, how to for yeah. you properly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's something that's really important that many leaders don't get. The aspect yeah. of you
6: need to see damn color because everybody come hey. from different walks. And hey, you want to know how I learned that lesson? I came in the military in September 1989. By August of 1990, I was in Desert Storm. You know, real deal war type shit, right? So I remember I had my job and I was working in services. So you know, I'm up there in the kitchen or what, whatever, doing this or that. People come through, talking, you know, crazy. What do you suggest? Give me some of that shit, cause we're in the child hall. You know, so me, I was a one striper. I'm like, well, I suggest you take your ass to the end of the line. And by the time you make it back up here to me, I know you're gonna have an idea what you want because the line was like three, four hours, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you leave out now, it's gonna take you an hour and a half to get back up to where I am, and I bet you know what you wanna eat then. We How don't play that, right? that shit. I'm um, telling you, we don't play that shit. oh Play that shit. Nah, nah. He Keep it be real. Services, FSS, MWR, all of that for life. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't man tell this out, man. So every time I would do that, I would turn around and it was a master sergeant, Michael Smith, white kid. He had been in the military 16 years. He was a master sergeant. He was the hardest master sergeant in the squadron. He was he was the type of cat that he could just tell you something, man. And if you didn't do it. You know, you was, it's going to be hell to pay, right? So every time I would do that, I would look around for some reason. He'd be right behind me. He'd be like, and he'll do it slow. <laughs> like, you know, but he, so I'm like, all right, cool. So we go outside. He tell me, Emma Ross, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right. And I would go right back in and do the same thing. So finally, one time, somebody came and they said something. I said something. I look around. He behind me. We go out. I'm like, well, bet we can ready to do this again. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't sign up to come to a war. You know, America hadn't hadn't been to war in years before I came in. I came in in September '89, Gulf War. I was in, um, I Ob- um, uh, Air Base, in the UAE, for seven and a half months. You know, so I didn't sign up for all that. But at the same time, I was young. You know, growing up in Durham, Arkansas, like I said, at Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you just weren't gonna talk crazy to me. So. The thing that changed my life, man, was this. When I went out there, I'm thinking, okay, he going to say he going to do this, he going to do that, whoop-de-whoop. But he said, Emma Ross, you can't be cursing out the customers, man. You can't do that, man. These people come in here and they want to, you know, do what they do, but you just can't curse them out. So I had had a talk with myself. I'm like, damn, I broke Master Sergeant Smith? I must be an idiot. You know what I mean? I'm like... I gotta do something different. So sometimes, man, you gotta have that conversation with yourself because it ain't all the white man. It ain't all this, it ain't all that. A lot of time it's you, or like I can say, me. So you gotta take accountability for your own actions too and just not always press. Because you know, all the way through the military, man, people talking about white man, nah, dog. White people gonna do what they gonna do. So I'm gonna have to do what I have to do. So at the end of the day, we end up at the same place. Or I'm further along the line. So that's what I look at. Yeah, it's harder. You know, it's tougher. But at the same time, once you come out the other side, man, you can sit out and you can chill out. You know, I retired and uh, I had a job, but on April 1st, I was like, oh no, this coronavirus and all this. I was like, so I went to the, the road. You ain't want the what? road. Sit. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> Right, That Rona ain't no joke, man. You know, and you know, I know we're joking about it, but that's some serious stuff, man. It is. You know, serious stuff is is, is scary. And I, you know, I pray for all the people, man, that have had people that have passed away and people that are sick from it. But at the same time, man, I used to tell people, bro, I had a quote and I used to say, today I do what other people won't. So tomorrow I can do what other people can't while you're young and in the military, get your education. You know what I mean? Come out the military better than when you went in because the military don't promise you nothing. Uncle Sam is gonna suck you dry. And it's your responsibility to do what you need to do but then get you something at the same time. So if you get in the military and then you retire, and I used to ask people, okay, so what you gonna do next? I'm gonna go to school. I'm like, this cat, 46 years old. Who the hell going to hire him by the time he go to school, get his degree, and then get ready to go in the job market, and he's 55 years old? When you got kids coming out of college, you know, 20s, 30s old, what what, what not? So you got to do all that together, man, if you want to make it. Have a million goals, and if you only comes 100 of them, you're still doing good.
1: You know what? That's a win. Hold on one second. For sure. And, and this is going to be a shout out to everybody that's listening online. This concludes, the, not online, but on the podcast. This concludes the episode of the Lions Den. We love y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. Holla. Boom. But now everybody still live. Y'all stick around. We're just going to go around and, and let the den give their warm appreciate. Hold on. Let me just start off by saying Chief Bruh. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yo, Wayne. this, this was a, this this word up word up. Her man, I appreciate you, man, for uh, extending networks and and that's what you know. That's that's what makes us all brothers, right? Brothers and sisters, right? And shout out to y'all that that's watching the den. Uh, mute yourself, foot. Hold on, you clean your throat, bro. But anyway, <laughs> hey, to everybody that's watching live, listen. This is what the den is about real talk okay this is what the den is about it's about growth development and action that's real talk real shit because we want to it's our responsibility as the den to make sure we don't stay in a mental um be, being mentally stagnant on what's wrong how about we activate motivate and organize and then mobilize you get what i'm saying now how, how about that You feel me? I'm saying. So how do we get to that point? Because right now, if we keep talking about what's wrong, we that takes attention away from that. What self-accountability and then looking at our alliances. Like, yo, my chief, I can still holler at my chief. I can still holler at my senior, <laughs> my sergeant. they out. Blah, blah, blah. But they have great wealth of knowledge. And so that's what we want to do. And I appreciate you, brother, for being on, man. This has been yeah. so real. This has been yeah. one of the funniest but most authentic <laughs> shows, bro. For real. I really do. Hey, Will, what yeah. you got, Will? Wrap it up. What you got for Chief?
2: Yo, Chief.
6: Yo, what's happening?
2: I hear shit, but, man, you you... You you didn't disappoint, man. That that really right on, brother. I'm one of them cats that when they have meetings, they wonder what the fuck gonna come out my mouth. Because yeah. they know I had to learn it's a time and place, but if you wearing this damn rank and you're not using it for the right thing to advocate for what's right, why the hell are you wearing it? So might I might as well take it off for being that conduit that kind of for sharing your wealth, your experience. I don't know about the goddamn missile shit. You missed me with that. That was hey, horrible, hey, That was horrible. I keep telling y'all, <laughs> <laughs>
6: my I can't even find the damn screen, but <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's like this, oh, you, hey. you better move
2: around. <laughs> That's over there drinking. But yo, Chief, appreciate you, brother. This is
3: what you want, bro. So this is what you again, want. Man. <laughs> well, thank you.
1: I remember that. Hey, hey uh Larry, exactly. what you got man? What you got Larry?
3: Yes, chief. I echo some of the same things Will said and some of the other brothers. It was good hearing you. I love that authentic uh talk that you have. Some of that yes, sir. that yes, realness, sir. you know. I need yes, I sir. think the Air Force and the military in general needs it a lot more than what we are getting. Yes, be sir. authentic be yourself, but you said some things that I I, I take away wholeheartedly and good, I got man, good. In our good. Last discussion. And it's good. about reflection right? Reflecting on yourself. Mm-hmm. getting yourself together, but then also, like you said, putting yourselves and that's just minorities in general, any any people of good yeah. heart. I'll yeah. leave that, of good heart. Putting yeah. yourself in positions to eradicate change. You can't keep fighting from behind the line, behind the fence. Sometimes you got to jump out in front. And you got to so get I out in front. Partly, because I want to be a shirt. They know I want to cross over to be an officer. I want to be some of everything. Okay, I'm on my third career field in the Air Force. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but at the I same time, that. I know I want to do something to lead the Air Force and inspire whoever I come across in my path. So I think. Hey, the
6: time. hey, like, but hey, but, but check this out, brother. So it sounds to me, all you asking for is an opportunity. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's all black people want is opportunity, that's all we
1: want, bro. And listen, don't let me get in. That asking the room. too much. <laughs> don't let me get in the room. You know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> hey, Foots, I see you was on the back, man. I appreciate you uh, helping out. You got any words for the chief, man?
4: Absolutely, um, chief. Way to bring it old school. Man. Way to show man, you reminded me of my uncle when I was talk, when uh when he would talk to me about just simple stuff about yeah. how you need to carry yourself when you was in the military. I mean, you yeah. gotta take care of your folks, you gotta take care of your people. And a lot of people hide behind that, that shield that you have. You know, some people are E9s, some people are chiefs. And you just let me know that you are that still that chief outside of being retired
6: brother and i appreciate, I appreciate that man and i, I appreciate and i salute
1: that. you i salute you man. yeah right, right on. on my brother yeah I appreciate that. Real. and man another thing too chief man you have a lot of individuals that's on so i encourage you after uh Herm, get it in make sure you go back to the page on the lions and everybody that's still watching this is like the after after show right the after party make sure y'all share this you get what i'm saying make sure everybody know that that y'all was here and what we were talking about all right and again you sure. said of some great stuff, man. It ain't black and white. It's right and wrong. Let that exactly. Be... It's simple right as and that. wrong, and it's, it's the simple cheap. as it's that. Dumb. It's so Herm. What you got, bro? Simple. I mean, stop. Simple. Boy. simple. So,
5: so chief. I mean, Yo. you, you know how I feel. You're one of the very few people in the military that I really care about what they think about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if what you think about me means a lot. I need you to know that. Because honestly, if it wasn't for what you did when I was 14 or 14 Tech Sergeant, you know what I'm saying, you and Shamika Jones, what y'all did for me, Marcus Holder and um, Mustafa, what y'all senior SEOs did, what y'all leadership did for me, I'm convinced I've been put out in the military right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Because the people in that upper office, they they might have, I might, I might have felt like they had my back, but I knew they really didn't. You know what I mean? No yeah. matter what. I'm a little choked up talking about this because you know what you done for me when I was out there as well. You were one of those guys that the military needs and who I want to emulate. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you've done.
1: You know what, man? Right on, bro. And that, that, Yo, man, that's that's real that's real and for real man and i could echo that i don't like echoing and piggybacking off of shit but man do you know how many great airmen that would have been um uh, still in to be chiefs if there was individuals to just say yo hold on i got you but yeah. i'm getting your ass you get what i'm saying like yeah. they need that type of yeah. love tough and it's love. Love. Bro, tough Rico, love you see it's, yeah. it's tough but it's real like like I was services before, you know what I'm talking about? When first came in, I mean, like on the grill services. I mean,
4: all of that. <laughs> Six
1: but, o'clock in the morning services. All I mean. that. Bro, you know how it is. I mean, <laughs> ugly in the morning. But at the end of the day, it took brothers that was able to see Seth for who he yeah. was. Because you take me from east side of Detroit and take me to Whiteman, Missouri, bro, for real? So my mind's already jacked up. You feel it me? Had to
0: be rough. Yeah, it
1: yeah. was t- horrible. But having individuals in my life, Individuals like you that was able to help to cultivate me and other airmen that's out there, man. Shout out to you and everybody that's out there right now. If you did not have an individual like the chief or other individuals, don't become jaded. All right. Don't become jaded to the point where, you know what? Nobody look out for me. So the hell with them. I'm straight. No, it's somebody out there that's just like you that need you you feel me, that I need you, because if Herm was in my Air Force back in the day, I would've kicked his ass out a long time ago, <laughs> trying to choke people in Korea. You crazy, man, you do get your crazy ass out. Yeah, yeah, I brought it up, but still. <laughs> choking people, huh? Choking, bro. That's <laughs> what's up, Herm? Over, no, hey, hey, his people? people? Hey, don't hey, over banisters and shit. I'll be remiss if I don't, I don't
5: shout out my boy Boazil, man, Chris Ryan Boazil. Mm-hmm. He's big up, you, right yeah, now. yeah,
0: yeah, you know, he is. yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
5: That's, that's my guy, I mean, man. You, you, you know what, you know what the team was like in Korea, man. War, yeah. with ass kicking all day long. Yeah, much love yeah. to you. All right. You
1: ain't yeah. out on the catch you to beat up all you. It's, no, he ain't. He nah, ain't.
5: You ain't messing with <laughs> boys <laughs> like that. He might be yeah. small, but you'll mess
4: somebody
6: ass up. He'll bite the shit out of somebody.
1: He's a, hey, right on, hey, but look, chief, look, make sure when we done with this because we still live, but make sure when okay, we done, okay. you get back on, man, and you highlight the people, man, they showing you mad love, brother. Oh, yeah, and yo, yeah, they are, man, and again. Thank you, dog. Yo, hey. <laughs> yo, hey, man, I don't, I don't think nobody got this many applause in one show, bro. This has been one hundred. Hey, man. <laughs>
6: One thing I will say- I sent say, them all $20 before the show, you know. That's what happened. That's what it, 20 go <laughs> hey, a long way. It's a recession damn there, man. People are
1: it Yeah. What you got for it?
4: No, I, all I was going to say is wait to pay it forward. Yeah. Way yeah. to pay it forward. That's all I got, man. That's it, man. Yeah. It, it hit home yeah. to a lot of people. And yeah. you'll see in the comments that you have inspired a lot of people to make right. change in their careers and in their lives on and off duty, because that was in the wow. comments also
1: wow yeah. so wow yo, but everybody that's live right now we love y'all we appreciate y'all don't forget watch us catch us next week wednesday on the corona files right we got hey who we got her you ready now you ready this time <laughs> wait now you're muted <laughs> Go uh, ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, so, hey quit hey. that crying
6: man nah, yeah he yeah, got gonna gonna for a, a minute no you
1: know he got i so you good hey, next,
5: next week uh well, no on what's today Some. so wednesday we got cowboy Corey coming onto the show talking to us about how you know what i'm saying black owned farmers you know what i'm saying that's an option for us you never think about being a cowboy or owning your own farm as a black person, really. You know what I'm saying? That's a dwindling uh population of people here in the United States. So when you're thinking about what career you could take on, man, think about something like farming. And if it ain't farming, something in that vein that not many of us are in. That's
1: it. That's it, yeah. Right so, shout out. so yeah, make sure make sure y'all catch us Wednesday on- Hey, the but C- Sim. Compounds. What's up, bro? Hey,
6: can, can, I, can I do one thing, man? I, I just yeah. wanna say publicly, man, that I appreciate you young brothers, man, having me on and uh, allowing me to uh, spend this time with you. I really admire what y'all are doing, man, because like I said, this is taking it into the future. You guys have a platform, man, that you guys can use and get that word out there. In my time, you know, they didn't have email, they didn't have all this stuff, so things took a lot longer to get around. But now that you got it, man, your cash is doing your thing, and I watch you guys, and uh, I'm an avid supporter of y'all, man, and I just, I just wanna say thank you for having me on and keep doing what you're doing, man, because it's important. Real talk, it's important.
1: Yo, I appreciate that, man. Look, that means a lot. No and doubt. Listen,
6: No doubt.
1: Hey, watch this. Now that you got your Zoom, now you know how to get on this shit. Now it's good. You got to come back. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't know what the hell Zoom was before we got it in. Hey, his ass was like, wait a minute. That's why he had hey, his glasses hey, on, because it was like, wait, hey, what's this? Hey, I, man, I, hey, man, hey, hey. Wait, hold stop on, people, hey.
4: <laughs> stop it before he stopped cooking. <laughs> you oh, my God.
6: Wait, y'all. Hey, look, I'm going to take
4: care of old people man We're going to cook us in a minute, dog. <laughs> yo, we, we try. try. Uh, we see, we try. We put up. We try. Black on black
6: crime. Black on black crime. I said good about you, fellas.
1: <laughs> black on black crime. Hey, dog. No, hey, it's all love, Chief. Hey, but listen, shout out to the dead. Yo, we love y'all. Make sure y'all check us out next week, Wednesday. All right. We holla
0: We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, on Amazon, or www.TheBlackCollarMindset.com, a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.